a Big Spark Studios original. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I am... Chris Clemens. Now, if you don't want to ever miss another episode again, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes, we upload those on youtube.com slash Chris, same day, same time. Now, this is my birthday episode. Happy birthday. No, it's not yet. It's Saturday, but I don't know why I'm so weird with birthdays. Like, I love it and at the same time hate it. And it's not like a getting older kind of hatred. It's just like a, I feel like birthdays are like New Year's Eve's or like, I don't know where you just have these expectations of it being one way. And then it's, I think what I'm saying is I'm always afraid of being disappointed on my birthday. I don't know of what or of why, but listen, that's my own trauma. Now for my birthday, um, people are always like, I wish you had a PO box. I want to send you stuff. I live a very gifted life or not gifted. I live a very like full life. I don't need any more shit. Um, But if you want to, in honor of me being born, (laughs) um, I'm going to have three food banks um, in the three places that I've lived in my life. Um, I'm having the food bank of Delaware and then I'm having New York city and Los Angeles food banks as well. If you want to donate in honor of, my 29th birthday. I highly encourage everybody to do that, especially as we get into the holiday months and just winter. Um, I think it's important for, I just think everybody should have access to food. Um, And I would like to make sure that as many people do this coming up winter. So um, those links will be down below in the description. Please give what you can. Don't feel Like you have to, if you're struggling right now, and that's not the point of any of this. It's just, I know there are some people who have good jobs or have mommy and daddy's credit card number. In that case, also slide it by me too. Um, No, but I just, yeah. Anyways, (laughs) Um, in honor of it being my birthday, I thought I would come up with, well, last year I did 28 things I learned in 28 years And I am doing it again for my 29th birthday. I don't know if these, I should have probably gone back and listened um, to see if any of these will be similar, but this is just kind of, you know, of the week of my 29th birthday where my head is at and what I think is important and yada, yada, yada. So without further ado, these are 29 things I have learned in 29 years. Woo! Um, The first one is cherish and prioritize the irreplaceable. I always get so hung up now that I'm like an adult who makes my own money and really like is able to live the life I've always dreamed of living. I get so caught up in making sure my material objects and all of that stuff stay in the best condition they can. Because what if I can't get another one or... Like I just dropped a plate on my countertop and it scratched it. And it's just like counters are so replaceable. Like put your energy into the things that matter, like the people and sometimes the places um, that you might not ever be able to get back. Um, I think that's just really been something that's hitting me where I live alone. I feel somewhat lonely. It's like I really do cherish the people more than anything. Um, now number two is you aren't always what you tell yourself you are. And as someone who is their own biggest bully, um, I think it's easy to believe sometimes that you're X, Y, or Z when that's simply not the case and just an irrational thought. Um, so don't always believe the shit you tell yourself because it doesn't always mean it's true. Uh, Number three is if you can't be honest to your friends, they might not be your friends. And this is something that's taken me a while to get comfortable doing. I would say in the last like five or less years, I've gotten really good at being able to be honest with people that I care about. And just in general, just because if people can't handle, like your feelings are truth. And if people can't handle that or they 
can't, yeah, they can't handle the truth. And that's just not somebody who's meant for you because your friends and loved ones and people who care about you should accept what you tell them. That's true. You know, like if you're being honest, they should be able to understand, even if it's not what they like to hear, they should understand that that's a privilege to have with somebody in any type of relationship. Number four, moving is temporary. This is one that I remember in the 28 things I learned in 28 years, I said, nothing is temporary except death. And that has really stuck with me as morbid as it sounds, just like everything else moving is not, is temporary. It's not permanent. You can always move somewhere. And the biggest strain it will be is time and money and stress, but it's not permanent. You can, you're capable and able to, like, I, th- I'm saying moving just because that's what I've been going through where I was like, is this the dumbest idea? And it's like, even if it is, you're going to learn a lot out of it. And if it sucks, you can always move again. So that's that's been one that is pretty relevant to this last year alone. Number five, being yourself and getting ridicule is much better than fitting in for a smooth ride. I just like look back at like, mostly college, I was thinking about it where I was just like afraid to be confident in just being myself because of what someone might say or what someone might remember. And I have regret of like, not doing things in college because I was afraid of ridicule or people's like criticism or things. And that's just no way to live. Like you just seize every moment that you have because you really just might not ever get it back. So, wow, this is getting really sentimental and deep (laughs) and it feels kind of awkward for this podcast. Um, Number six is feel how you feel, not how you think you should feel. I think a lot of times it's easy to be like, oh, I'm overreacting or I, it wasn't that, or people will be like, it wasn't that big of a deal. It doesn't matter. If, if, if it, something causes you to feel a certain way, it's causing you to feel a certain way. Now, the amount of time you feel about something might not be ideal. Like at some point you kind of have to get over, not get over it, but like you have to move past it and find resolve in your own way. But just like process how you feel and just like fully immerse yourself in that feeling because I feel like you just won't harbor as much inside and carry it with you throughout, you know? Like I feel like if you cope healthily, you'll have less whatever in the future. Oh my God, there's a squirrel on my deck and it just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Whew. Number eight, squirrels suck a dick. Um, the the squirrel's listening to your truth, Chris. Yeah, he's running away because they're like, oh dear, this fucking loser. Um, all right, number seven is very specific. Um, <laughs> buying and renovating a home all at once is a great privilege, but so much more overwhelming than I thought. I've talked about it endlessly, so I'm not going to get really too deep into it here, but it's a real it was like a huge I was not expecting it like which sounds kind of dumb on my part to be like Chris you weren't expecting a house to be a lot of work or like overwhelming I knew it was going to be a lot of work but I didn't know it was going to be so overwhelming it was crippling and yeah I'm not going to get too much into it because the last like 20 podcast episodes have been about this Um, Number eight, you aren't stupid if you haven't learned how to do something. I often think on my first try at something that I'm incapable or dumb or really stupid. It's easy to feel like you're an idiot when you can't pick up something right off the bat. But why would you expect to pick up something right off the bat? Like, it's just things to be good at things. It's rare that you do it right off the bat. Um, And it's easy to just like, walk away from something because it's hard or not achievable. But is that really worth having if it's that easy to do? I don't know. Number nine, getting older isn't a bad thing. It is, except it is like when it comes to like your body literally like decaying um, just because like all of our bodies are decaying from birth. But um, 
getting older is like actually really exciting. I feel like we've been so ingrained to think that you have to be as successful as young as possible. And I definitely fed onto this for probably a decade or two of this feeling of I need to be like, I remember when I was like 14, I wanted to be an actor and my mom was like, you, you'll have your whole life. And I was like, but I won't be 14 again. Like, and it's just, why do you need to be the most successful when you have the least amount of life experience? Um, And I just think as I get older, I gain so much more confidence and understanding of not only myself, but the world around me. And it feels really honestly cool to watch that development go and, and to just know that like, okay, this might not have been my year, but there's hopefully a few more decades ahead of me where I can really do something and fulfill any dream of mine. I don't know. I just, I think a lot of times getting older is like feared and I, it's definitely scary. I mean, it's my last fucking year in my twenties. That's horrifying to say. I've always felt like somebody who honestly will live forever. I just feel like I'm always like at heart, like 15. And so it's definitely weird, but it's also exciting. Like, look at all the shit I have figured out already. And I'm not even 30. Like that's really exciting. And I think more people should not be excited to get older, but shouldn't fear it as much. It's, oh, you just, I feel like you get more and more free as like, by the time you turn 80, you can just like cuss out people and people are like, well, they're old, you know? Like, oh my God. (laughs) Number 10, who you are in high school and even college isn't who you're going to be. I know it sometimes feels like you are gaining cognizance of yourself and your like self-awareness of who you are, but it doesn't mean you're going to be like that forever. Me in college versus me now, like college is when people think you're an adult. Girl, I was a baby in college. (laughs) I am just such a different person than I was even like two years, three years ago. Um, So just don't ever like limit yourself and keep yourself inside of a box because you think that's what it'll be forever. You have, you can change directions at any time. Now, number 11 is sometimes giving up or letting go isn't a bad thing. I've always been someone where it's like, oh, I've spent seven years being this person's friend. I don't want to let them go because of all the memories. It's just let him go and have the memories. Like there's nothing wrong with it if it's what you need for yourself. But to like, just to, this is like a weird metaphor, but to keep someone alive who has such a shitty quality of life isn't worth it, you know? Wow, that was a really heavy metaphor. But yeah, (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's just, I've learned that walking away is sometimes the move and you need to, in order to like start the next, the next phase, the next chapter, the next thing. Is that kind of like, you know, somebody's taking up, you know, free rent in your brain and you, you, you open up that availability for somebody else. Exactly. Like once you just take things off of your workload or your attention load, it makes room for other things. If not other things, time for you to just reflect on yourself and think about what's important to you, you know? Cause if you're thinking about, Oh, how annoying X, Y, and Z is, or like, if you just dwell on things that have no use for you, you it's time you're not spending thinking about things that are really great for you. I was going to say space for you and space for other people. Yeah, exactly. Number 12, get therapy. If you can, it doesn't mean you're damaged or broken. It just means you care about yourself. I always thought therapy was like, you are like some satanic child or something. Like I always thought I, I was like, something was wrong with me. And I mean, girl, there's a lot wrong with me, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. There's something wrong with all of us. You know, everybody's going to have some kind of mental handicap in their own way and in their own regard. But having it like therapy is just so amazing to have an unbiased perspective. Someone who's spent years and years studying how the brain works and behavioral patterns and things like that. It's so, it's, 
just such a privilege to be able to do that and to have an outlet for anything. And you should always feel so comfortable being able to talk about anything with your therapist. And I just, it's just funny. I can remember so vividly thinking like, I'll never do therapy. Why do I need to tell a stranger my problems? And it's, oh my God, why wouldn't I want to tell a stranger my problems? Holy shit. Like, where have I been? Number 13, it's unsettling, but it's so normal to have no idea what the fuck you're doing. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. And I think that idea sometimes freaks me out to the nth degree. And it's just normal. No one has any idea what the fuck they're doing. Except like Republicans who just know that they're just trying to steal everybody's money from the poor. (laughs) Otherwise, no one has any idea what they're doing. Like, I certainly don't. And I know it's probably easy to think I do. I have existential crises like every day, multiple times. I mean, there's so much time and there's so much endless possibilities in life. And it's hard to, it's hard to recognize or know is what I'm doing the right thing for me. And there is no right thing, you know, the right thing for you will be different than the right thing for someone else. And it could be the totally opposite decision, but no one knows what the fuck they're doing, guys. It's okay if you don't either. Number 14, your gut is 98% of the time right. The 2% of the time it's not is when it's 1am and you want munchies. Shout out to me in the candy bowl that trick-or-treaters did not finish. But um, yeah, trusting your gut is so scary because it's almost like making an uninformed decision or it feels like that. But most of the time... You're so right, bestie. (laughs) Like you are going to be fine. It's going to work out. And if it doesn't, all right, you, you learned a little bit more and you can now make a solution. You know, like I said, nothing is final, but death. You make a wrong decision. Yeah. You might face repercussions or something, but there's always a way to turn the boat around, you know, unless it's the Titanic. That was a whoopsies. (laughs) Now, number 15, don't settle on stuff that matters. That one's pretty self-explanatory. I just, I, with middle kid, I mean, I'm looking at middle kid samples and I almost have given up on middle kid like multiple times where I'm like, this is just so grueling, but getting the samples and seeing them be so right and so close to what I imagined made it all worth it. And it made me realize that it really like, yeah, don't settle, like don't give up or like just say yes, just to get something done when it matters because it's always possible to reach the level you want. It just might take a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of ingenuity and brain power, but if it if it's worth it to you, you won't settle on it. Like this house, I people be like, you can't do that, that, and that. I'm like, well, here's eight examples of houses that have, so let's figure it out, you know? And I think it's important to be considerate and kind and respectful when you are in these moments of like, let's make it happen. I know it's possible or I know we can do this, but to be firm in in your conviction with it. Watching you do Middle Kid was pretty amazing because you took real time and you were... No, it isn't. Are you kidding me? I feel like I've been so, like, mean. (laughs) I'm like, I'm ready to kill everyone! (laughs) No, but you took time to get it right because you have a very specific aesthetic. And it's going to be representative of you. Not even the aesthetic, but I, I, I buy clothes. I mean, I've bought clothes every day this fucking week. And to me, I... I've always just loved and been fascinated by like product development and design of products and just the experience of it all. And so for me, it's just me. There's no company. There's no, yeah, like I have a company named Middle Kid, but it's like, whose company is it? Mine. And so I don't want to be known as the person like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing when people who release or have like, launches of shitty products continue to have launches and people are like oh my god another scam like that i would just die if that were me and you care about people you care about people you care about what you what you believe in 
You want to put well, and also it's you- like I I had like fucking nine to five jobs and multiple jobs at once just so I could afford things. So I know what it's like to bust your ass for money and then to like have something not come the way you thought it would be. It's just such a, it's so distrusting. So to me, I really care about being a consistent quality or providing consistency and quality. So that's just why I am so like perfectionist about it is because at the end of the day, it's like there are people busting their ass to just support what I'm doing. I want to at least make sure that they feel like it was a worthy use of their money. So you you have you have some some new things coming out soon. Are you excited about it when you when you saw the hard work and you opened up the box to kind of look at the samples? What did you What was your reaction? I just said it. I was like, "Hell yeah!" Were you listening? <laughs> I love- <laughs> Like, bitch, <laughs> roll the tape, run it back, Turbo. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, but it was exciting. It was just, it made it all worth it, you know? Yeah. Um, now, moving right along, now that we have like a solid middle kid plug going on here, <laughs> um, number 16, thank your body for keeping you going this far as opposed to hating it for looking different than you'd like. I have definitely struggled, slash, still struggling with body image. It's, easy to compare yourself to a standard of beauty, a standard of desire, all of that. But like, especially after the pandemic, it was like, holy shit, it doesn't matter what I look like. Like my body got me through a two year long stay the fuck home. Like, I mean, I just, with pretty minimal, like consequent, like pretty minimal, like, destructive aspects to it, you know, like I I just think our bodies are capable of so much. And just because it doesn't like, just because you might have a little love handle, like right here, it's like, or a big love hand. I mean, like girl, mine are grown by the day. And it's like, why is it so weird? Why is it like that when we watch animal planet or something and we see like an animal walking and you can see it's rib cage. It's like, Oh my God, that poor animal. And then we see like a, person who's ribcage you can see and we're like skinty honey slay bitch <laughs> like that is so weird like just like we're, you're alive like that that's the win and your body keeps you going and allows you to keep living your life the way you are I just it's a lot easier said than done obviously I'm still struggling with it but it's just something I wish I was more aware of when I was younger is just that like, who cares what you look like? Look, look at what you're able to do. And that is the more important thing, at least to me. Um, Now, number 17, pit bulls are the best dogs in the world. I think that that's pretty self-explanatory, but I think they get such a bad rep when most of the time they're the easiest dogs to get because they're all usually rescues and organizations are usually trying to find them a home and the owners just neglect or abuse them. Yeah, what person or creature wouldn't retaliate and be awful? So I just think they have such a bad rap and I really feel like they are some of the sweetest dogs and like just the most loyal. I, ugh, I love them so much. And I just ugh, want everyone to have one and love it and yeah. Number 18, not everyone is going to like you and that. That's the way it's going to be. Accept it and move on. Mic drop. I mean, there's really not much else to say to that. Not everyone's going to like you and that really is okay. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Number 19. The only thing that is final is death. Everything else is fixable. Oh my God. I already said that one. So, uh, oh wait, that isn't a slay because that just means I literally repeated one. So this is 28 things I've learned in 29 years. Well, you want to highlight. You want to highlight that idea. Yeah, I just want to emphasize. Just give it a final. Uh. Um, Twenty. America isn't as great as I thought it was. Down to the ingredients and care products and additives and food. Like it drives me insane that I grew up like singing like "Oh, beautiful for spacious guy." It's like yeah, there's spacious guys everywhere, bitch. Like it's called the sky. 
Yeah, it's just like literally <laughs> called the fucking sky. Like, I, I, I just feel like we were taught to be like, America's number one. And like, we love America's the best. And it's like, bro, our food is filled with the nastiest shit. Like, you look in Europe or like the UK and shit. And on their like self-care products, there's like thousands of ingredients that are banned. Here, I'm pretty sure there's like, what, 15 or something that are banned? That's just insane to me when that kind of research and knowledge is out there that we refuse to address that because it might hurt profit or it might hurt uh, like just a flow of income. It just, it's beyond me. And like the food quality, the fact that I can't eat pasta in America because it has so much shit in it, but I can go to Italy and eat pasta and feel totally fine because it's just like pure. Holy fuck. Like that is just mind blowing to me that that is a possibility and we aren't doing everything in our power to let our people have that. Oh my God. I mean, and that's just like that, not even to touch on the extreme white supremacy. (laughs) I mean, holy shit. It's just wild. Yeah, quality. Now, t- what? I was just going to say quality of life here is not the priority. No, quality of life here isn't, like, just quality isn't the priority here. <laughs> like, fuck of life just in any department. It's just, I don't know, it's really a wild realization to have had growing up when you thought the opposite. <laughs> now, 21, the power of a deep breath shouldn't be overlooked. Oh, my God. I used to think that shit was so stupid. Like, take a deep breath. No, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God, a deep breath. Now that is some science I love. Um, I just, you really, it slows your blood pressure down. It really like helps you think clearly or clearer. Um, Oh my God. Have you taken a deep breath today? (sighs) You're like the calm app. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Sean Mendes and this is my calm playlist. (laughs) Um, no, but oh my God, a deep breath. Like, I just feel like, also I learned on TikTok, if you stretch your nostrils and go. That's like what it actually feels like to take a full breath. I think I have a deviated septum. So do I. I just need to like get it fixed or whatever. That felt good. Now, yeah, right? Now, number 22, Aquaphor healing ointment is the best chopstick. It's what I literally just put on before this. I have always had, no, I don't feel like I've always had, in the last decade, I'll say, maybe less, really noticed that my lips look like shit all the time. And I definitely have gotten to a place where I hate having like lotion or shit on parts of my body that come in contact with a lot of other stuff. So like my water bottle with my lips, my hands is like my phone, my a drinking glass, etc. Like... I just don't want to have like a residue left on it. So I just don't do anything. But then my hands are like, literally looks like there's snow on them. Um, but, oh my God, my friend Billy told me about this and it. This shit, are you fucking kidding me? I bought this for tattoos. And I was like, I could have been putting this on my lips the whole fucking time. Damn. Um, now, number 23, wear whatever you want. It's so stupid. Literally so dumb. I know that I talk about life being so long and there's so much time. Oh my God, life is short. Wear whatever the fuck you want. No one will remember. And if they do, bitch, slay. You're living in their brain. That's kind of an iconic move if you ask me vibes. Now, number 24, we're almost at the end. Don't worry. Not everyone needs an explanation no matter how much they make you feel like they do. I feel like a lot of times it's easy for people to want you to justify yourself and you don't have to, unless you feel it's warranted. Like I just, I think that's, that can go to like an even larger picture of just, you don't owe anybody anything unless you feel that you do. And I'm not saying that that makes you right or wrong. I'm just saying like, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think, you know, give what you want to people And the rest is not your problem, I feel. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's caveats to all of these, you know. 
Um, I'm not saying that like, this is the 10 commandments and we must live by it because like, (laughs) obviously it's like, there are people whose bodies are like attacking them. And like, I obviously mean, I obviously know that there are caveats for all of these, but I just, I think more times than less, you don't need to explain yourself as much as you feel or people make you feel that you should. So number 25, it's not egotistical or weird to think slash speak highly of yourself. Um, I grew up thinking that like, if you talked about yourself in a good way, it meant you were like cocky and like, and I mean, that doesn't mean you're not, but I think as long as it's a fact of the matter, like there's nothing wrong with gassing yourself up and having that self-confidence. I just, I think it scares people when people are confident and it makes people feel uncomfortable who aren't confident, but that's, that's not you suppressing or hurting them. That's their own insecurity to work out. It's not a reflection of you. Number 26, a simple phone call means more to someone than you think. I, my Nana lives alone and I call her a lot. And I mean, just even like a two minute phone call some days, she just, it means so much to feel thought of and important and just to have somebody to talk to when you feel lonely or something. You might, you just never know what someone is, how someone's day is or what their, the thoughts they're having are. And just something as simple as a phone call really goes so much further than you think. So go call your loved ones. Go call people that matter to you. Go call your local representative to fucking demand equal rights. You know, look at that. And a call, a call sometimes um, over a text, you know? Oh my God. Calls over text all day. I would rather wrap up a conversation in five minutes than have it drag out for five hours. Oh my God. And also call into the podcast. 310-844-6459. (laughs) Give us your debates, your opinions, your advice needs. (laughs) 27, I will never understand a foot fetish and that's okay. You know, I I don't need to. It's not for me. I don't need to suck on a toe if other people are into that. (laughs) No, I guess I'm still kind of a judgmental bitch. Never mind. I don't get it though. I I don't and I don't think I ever will. Middle kids should make um, like lingerie lingerie for feet. Ew. (laughs) Ew. You're fired. (laughs) Number 28. Your first attempt at something is not indicative of the levels you will reach. I think this kind of goes back to the, like, um, you aren't stupid if you haven't learned how to do something. But, like, just because you fail the first, the second, the ninth, the 26th time doesn't mean that you aren't ever going to get to a certain point. It just means that, oh, my God, isn't this like an Albert Einstein quote? It's like, I just have learned a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. But it, like, is true. You learn things along the way that don't feel useful, but then you look back on and you're like, holy shit, I would never have understood that or learned that or, like, whatever if I hadn't had X, Y, and Z failures. And as tough as the failures may be, it's so fucking true. Like, I never thought this way, but I really do believe that everything happens not for a reason, but I think that everything does sort of happen and it can and most times should be utilized in the future. It's kind of like a learning experience. I, I feel like the opposite, I, the other side is also often forgotten too, which is if something is successful, a lot of people don't really take a look at why it worked. So when things don't work out, it is a great learning experience. But when things work out really well, it's also important to take a moment and figure out like, hey, why did that work? Yeah, no, for sure. And try and replicate that. All right. We are in the last one, numero 29. This one um, I haven't learned recently, but I've had to implement recently. Um, Fucking up is normal and owning, accepting and growing from it are what matters it's not the staying down. It's the how long you stay down, all that kind of shit. But it really, like, as human beings, we're going to make mistakes and you're going to misstep and misspeak. And 
I mean, just the world has so much nuance to it that you're just never going to fully hit the mark. And sometimes you're going to miss by a lot. And it's going to hurt and it's going to sting. But the important thing is just understanding where you missed, how you missed, like owning it and just, again, learning from it. I, I, it's, there's something really freeing in just knowing that fucking up isn't the end of your life. It isn't the end of the world. It's just a chance for you to like get a really good survey of the world around you. I don't know. I just, there's something freeing about knowing that you can just own it and say, yep, I fucked that one up. This is why here's the learning experience. And here's what I hope to do in the future. Like I, it's not always easy, but it, there's something just so freeing about it. So those are my 29 things that I've learned in 29 years. I don't know if that was helpful or anything in any sort of way, but I, I just felt like that's kind of where my head has been in all of those and the things that I've just like learned growing up from being super insecure and afraid of honestly, just like everything to now being comparatively larger than life. I mean, I feel like I, I so understand life and what it means to be a good person and caring and hardworking and successful and driven. And it, it's just wild to be where I am now knowing who I used to be. Um, and that's very much where a little of this was kind of inspired from was just ways that I used to think versus ways that I think now. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy birthday, um, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, 29. What a weird fucking number, you know? Tell me about it. Are you 29? Oh, my God. I had no idea. Why, why do I always think you're younger than me? It's just that cute, adorable haircut you have, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good, Justin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's hear some noise for the haircut. Let's make here some commotion for the dress, honey. Um, no, now I figured to end this, uh, episode, we would, here are some calls from you guys. Now, if you want to call into 310-844-6459, you can ask for my opinion on things. If you need advice on certain things, if you need really stupid debates settled in your life, feel in, feel free to call in for an Chris's court classic. Um, I love solving your guys's problems and it's a nice distraction from mine. So Sorry, that looks weird. I was just like itching my knee with the opposite hand. Anyways, you didn't need to know that. Sam, are we ready for the first voicemail? Hi, Sam? Chris. My oh. name is Drew, and I Hi, have Drew. a very important question because every time the holidays come around every year, I have the same question. So when do you think is an appropriate time to put up Christmas decorations and or your Christmas tree? Okay. Because this I year this. Target decided to put their stuff out Bro. before Halloween even happened so yes. yeah i think an appropriate time personally is honestly after thanksgiving like the day of thanksgiving is fine some people do that i know literally right after thanksgiving um or before thanksgiving is what i mean so yeah um let me know because i'm really curious about what you think thank you bye Jeruby baby i couldn't agree with you more there is i mean the fact that target i've seen so many christmas decorations like weeks ago like not even like halloween was yesterday in terms of recording this like it's november 1st i have seen christmas stuff up at the end of september that's insane capitalism has gone too far there's still two fucking holidays <sighs> anyways the proper time to put up your christmas shit is the day after thanksgiving that's when christmas music can start playing that is when your decorations can go up and that is when it's time to finally feel like winter is here. Okay. I'm not taking ifs, ands, or buts about this. I swear to fucking God, people who have Christmas shit up before Thanksgiving, it's off. <laughs> You're off. Ugh. Hate it. That was the easiest thing I could answer. I, I just, oh my God. Like there's still leaves on the trees. 
I don't want to see a single fucking little Christmas elf in someone's yard. I don't want to see Christmas lights. It's still, oh God. Okay. I'm starting to look psychotic. I, I see it. Let's hear the next voicemail. What I was going to say is Sam. Hey, Chris. This is Michaela um, <laughs> from Texas, Dallas. Hi, Michaela area. from Dallas, Texas. I went out and then I got in my car. I didn't drive. Don't drink and drive. But I got in my car and I found out I stole someone's costume. I, I got in my car and then I'm like, oh, there's a Godzilla onesie in my car. Hmm. Come up. I was just wondering, do you ever steal stuff when you're drunk, or is it just me? <laughs> I think, well, I don't know. I'm like, is it just me? But all my other friends, they kind of steal stuff. Like, I have a shirt of hand soap I steal. But I was just curious um, if you steal stuff with, when you're drunk. Beep. I'm a little drunk now. It's um, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm still, um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> love your podcast. Love everyone. Um, uh, just want to see if you got some, like, little buttery hands or... I'm gonna kill myself. Love you. Bye. Girl, <laughs> stop drinking. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, when I steal stuff, it's like usually like a utensil or like a drinking glass or like something stupid on a table. It's not like. <laughs> I'm like stealing crazy shit. Um, it's more like knick-knacky. Oh my God. I mean, it's what invented the you're coming home with me sound. Like nobody knows that that's fucking me. And it started because I was drunk at dinner and I saw a little, I think it was a fork. I think it was a little fork. And I was like, <laughs> you're coming home with me. And yeah, of course I fucking do. But it's never anything like serious. Because to me, it's like just not worth a criminal record. <laughs> you know, like I can buy it. When I was younger, I definitely used to steal more, but not anymore, sadly. Anyways, what I was going to say is that Sam is sick today, so she's still playing the voicemails, but she's not here on camera. Anyways, let's hear another one. Um, I have a question for you. Oh. Um, what is your go-to depression meal? Because, like, I have layers Ooh. for mine. I would say the first one would be, like, seasoned sandwich, where um, that is just bread with seasoning, like the everything bagel seasoning or, like, garlic and salt. I just eat that bread. <laughs> and I call it my seasoned sandwich. Or, like, I'll just eat frosting. Oh, my God. Or I'll just, this is, like, one of the lower ones. Lower? Is definitely just <laughs> soup out of a can. Girl. But, like, I didn't heat it up or anything. Or just ramen straight. Like, no preparation. What? I think I lost literally audio in this. Um, oh my God, I can't hear anything anymore. My headphones, I think, just died. Hold on. Oh, wait, talk. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, they're working. Oh my God, I literally was crying from this season sandwich. <laughs> that is the most depressed meal I've ever heard in my life. Like, the unprepared ramen is, like, a close second, but that's, like, eating dried pasta. Um, I was going to say, like, my depression meal is, like, spaghetti and marinara. <laughs> um, just because it's, like, easy and... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh at you. I'm just... A seasoned sandwich. Wow. I'm going to have to try that. Shit. Um... Yeah, I mean, my depressed meals are honestly, I just order food. Like, that's usually how I can tell I'm pretty depressed is that I just order, like, Chipotle. Like, a really sad Chipotle bowl. But otherwise, I don't know. Like, it, I don't think I have, like, a specific depression meal. It's just, like, I can tell that I'm depressed when it comes to food because everything I'm eating is garbage. Which is, like, I don't think unique at all considering we just heard of, once again, a seasoned sandwich TM pending. Oh my God, that was wild. 
Oh my God. What was it? Everything bagel, seasoning, garlic, and salt? Butter. Oh, and butter? I think. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the butter part, probably because I was literally crying of laughter. But, okay, that honestly sounds banging now that I hear that there's butter. I thought it was just like bread and literal seasoning. That I, And that I was like, okay, that's where I might draw the line. It sounded pretty good, actually. I mean, yeah, no, with butter, it definitely sounds phenomenal. But that sounds more of like, it sounds more of like a toast, not a sandwich. There was a lot that went into that creation. Hey, Chris, my name's Lee. Hi, Lee. And I think my brother, who's married, is in an open relationship with another girl. But I'm not sure. How do I go about asking him? Obviously, you probably have uh, no experience in this, but I need some advice. And I need to know what to do because I got to figure this out. Okay. Bye. Uh, bye. I would just take your brother to lunch, just you and him and be like, Oh, how are things with Jennifer? Da, 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 da. Oh my God. I was wondering. And like, maybe I'm just totally crazy. Are you in, do you guys have an open relationship? Cause I thought for a second you were maybe dating this person. Like I just would make it seem like you have, you're just asking like a fun question and, then you'll get a lot more out of his answer. I feel like, you know, like even if he's lying, he'll be able to like, you'll be able to tell. Wow. That's juicy. Or you could put a tracking device under his car. I mean, yeah, no, you could for sure do that. Do I, I don't, I don't, I, I, it doesn't have my stamp of approval on it. That like, that feels a little extreme, (laughs) (laughs) but, or just like pretend you're like vlogging now and say you want to spend a week in his life. And then just see. <laughs> I think take him to lunch just you two is like the best idea. I don't think you need to really like put a tracking device on his car or anything. I mean, yeah, if you really wanted to know, you could just like follow him for a week. But like, do you care when you could just get lunch? You know? I mean, so sibling, what's the end game? Like, what's the what's the goal? Well, uh, that's so that's kind of like if you guys are siblings, I think you're so able to be like, okay, what's what's going on? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I would just ask, you know, if it's your sibling, you should just be able to in theory ask. I think if you come from like a genuinely wanting to know point of view, you can't go wrong. If you come from like a inquisitive, nosy, assumptive then I think you might not get an answer. But if you come just from like an inquisitive answer, I feel like there's no harm in that. And that's my, that's my final answer. Court, court, court gavel. All right, let's do one more voicemail and then we are going to wrap this up because I have a birthday to get to. I say five days before my birthday. (laughs) Just sounded like a nice segue. Chris, I'm Bree. This is something I have for you for Chris's court. Um, it might be stupid. But, no, give it to me, okay, Bree. If you are texting OK, do you say O-K-A-Y or do you just put the letters O-K? Because my boyfriend and I, we normally spell it all the way out. But when we're mad at each other, we go OK. And then, like, today, he just said OK out of nowhere, like, with the two letters. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what did I do? And so now I've been sitting at work spiraling, trying to figure out what I did wrong, and, like, blowing up his phone, but he's at work, so he hasn't been able to answer me, and I've been sitting here for hours, like, debating what I did. And then he texted me back, and he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm, everything's fine. I'm not mad. And I was like, well, why would you send it like that? Let me know. Thanks. Wow. I've never been so happy to be single, respectfully. (laughs) Um, I spell okay, okay, A-Y. But sometimes I just do okay, like like the two letters. So I don't know if I'm like the best person to be. And I'm also just someone where it's like, if I'm annoyed, I'll just be like, I just won't respond probably. Or I'll just be like, I'm annoyed. Let's talk later. If you're pissed, you usually just send the, just the K. I was going to say, when you get just K, like the letter that's when you know the jig is up. But like, I think the two letters and O-K-A-Y. They're interchangeable. They're interchangeable. And I think you guys need to like go to like the 
K as the letter for being mad. Unless it's okay, period. Bro, okay, period is just crazy. My mom, <laughs> the amount of okay periods my mom hits me with, but that's just because like she formats its shit like a letter in text. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, <gasps> my mom hits me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh wait, no, she literally doesn't, Chris. She's just like past the age of 50. Like, give her a break. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's my ruling on it. I think if he says it's fine, then I would just leave it there. I think it's fair to ask, are you mad after a sh- something that feels shorter? But sometimes you're just like, I always have to think about texting in terms of like what other people get from me. And I'm like, oh, there's times where I forget to open things. Or there's for- times where I open things and forget to respond. And there's times where it's like, I'm in a rush. So I just say, okay. So like, Okay, Jake, fuck you. I didn't need you nodding for that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, Listen, I I can always retext if you don't respond. Exactly. But yeah, I just, you just have to think about it like how you text and it gives you a lot more clarity, I, I find at least. Because I'm like, oh, no, they might not be mad. They might have just opened it and forgot to respond like I always do. That goes back to what you're saying in terms of like making a phone call, right? You can always simply make a phone call if there's confusion. So true, and I'll give you the answer in two seconds. Thank you for tying it back as we end this episode. Oh, God bless you, Jake. Hey, Chris, happy happy birthday. Thank you. I don't know how I'm supposed to blow that out, but... Try. Just do it. <sighs> Woo! <laughs> that was so cringy. I'm so sorry to everybody who witnessed that birthday disaster. But thank you guys so much um, for joining me for my birthday episode. And thank you in advance for anybody who wishes me a happy birthday. Thank you, Sam, Justin, and Jake for always being here. No matter what, I appreciate you guys. And this podcast would not be the same without y'all. And I appreciate you. And happy birthday to me. Bye. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Slay, 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 sl